Right, let's get into the sports, shall we? And Super Rugby back on the agenda. Jamie Wall joins us, uh, journalist extraordinaire, author, pens a great column every single time with Radio New Zealand. And it's great to have you with us, Jamie Wall. Are you excited about this round of Super Rugby? Well, I'd first just like to acknowledge Simo. It's the first time um, you and I have chatted for a while, and it's great to hear your voice, mate. It's, um, it's always wonderful. Um, to answer your question, well, yes and no. Mm. I still think there are some pretty decent matchups uh, in this round, and Super Rugby as a competition, you can it, it deserves some criticism um, for for the way that it's. Uh, been handled and things, but you can't deny that it is still kind of inter- making things interesting <laughs> uh, as we he- head into the business end. A lot of that is because of some problems uh, is because of one problem, mm. um, which is uh, that the playoff picture is just way too big. Um, <clears throat> but it ha- but it definitely has meant that there's a lot riding on a lot more games that normally wouldn't mm. um, under the old Super 12 system that we we would have seen. A lot of teams would be dead by now. Mm. Um, so you know, I I feel like that <clears throat> is one is one big positive um, out of this, uh, and you know. I, I was really looking forward to the Chiefs and Hurricanes um, a few weeks ago. Uh, but I think now, even though the edge has kind of been taken off a bit because it feels a little bit like the Hurricanes have kind of thrown their hands up and gone, oh, well, we have to do this all-black rest period mm. thing. Uh, I, 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 I can still see something kind of happening there because while Artie and Geordie <clears throat> are missing, um, the guys have gotten to... to to replace him, especially Braden Yossi at, at number eight. Mm. I, I think I'm really excited to watch watch him play. It's a shame that Peter Lackey is not playing as well. I think that's something that's also got lost uh, out of all this. He's not playing because he's in the New Zealand under-20s. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a long-winded way of saying that, <laughs> yes, I am, but not as much as I would have been. I, here's my issue, right? I, I understand that the All Blacks have their individual load management programs, whatever way you want to slice and dice it, but the integrity of the competition should be above all else, Jamie. And, and the, the hard thing for me is that Super Rugby for so long has had to live in the shadow of All Black Rugby. Uh, we always talk about players in Super Rugby in terms of their chances of All Black selection, which just should be absolutely not part of the picture for me. It should be about the younger guys coming through. It should always be about the next star but instead we enter round what 13 of this competition and we're talking about 26 All Blacks who aren't there whether that's through injury suspension or these rest periods the Canes have lost Savia, Geordie Barrett, Terrell Lomax to rest Offutuunga Fasi, Finlay Christie, Caleb Clark, Rico Iwani all resting at the Blues, Lester Fying Anuku, Cody Taylor, Braden Enner all resting uh, for the Crusaders that doesn't strike me as integrity that's not integrity of a competition because you want to sell your superstars. And by saying to fans, hey, look, you know what, we're going to have to throw, throw the white flag here uh, and say, well, this is the game. And from a Hurricanes perspective, the fact they've got the Chiefs this week, then the Blues Crusaders, it's a hell of a run home. But surely it should be all about them fighting for their best playoff spot, not about doing the bidding for another coach in the game. Would you agree with that? One hundred percent. You've pretty much said what I want. What I want to say, but I, I would say that the the critique of the situation that we have, and it's it's, it's not a new one, um, but it just seems to be a massively bigger thing this this year because it seems to be happening a, a lot more. Um, 
is is not of Super Rugby itself because I feel like the competition is good. You know, we've seen some really good games. Mm. We've seen, uh, we've heard from the players that it means a lot to them. You know, we're seeing performances out to them where they're definitely playing for the jersey on their back and not the jersey that they're going to be wearing <clears throat> uh, in in September October. And and you know, it's it's a great product. I would rather watch Super Rugby than any other domestic competition in the world. The, the the real issue is is like you mentioned is the, this all black overreach that that's come in mm. and the fact that it's become almost like a given that we just accept it because not not because we like it um, not because we agree with it just because it's inevitable that um, the all blacks come first they don't need to even really ask for it um, everyone's going to kind of bend over to do their do their bidding for them. And it does, like you said, take away a lot of the integrity of competition. And adding to that, it's not just the players, like because this is the the pointy end of the of the of the, of the argument as the players being taken out. But if you go back from that, it's the entire mindset of the coaches themselves yep, going into correct. these seasons because because they're not so much interested in winning a Super Rugby title for their players and for their fans and for the community and everything, they're interested in what their job is going to be next. And we've seen two of them this year, and Jason Holland and Leon McDonald, um, you know, sit there and get what they wanted out of this season. And that's why, to me, the Hurricanes um, losing these players, it wasn't a hard decision for Holland to make because he's already got what he wants, wants out of the season. Um, the Blues up and down yeah, but I, 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 I think that, probably a result of McDonald getting what he wants out of the season. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, that might be a little unfair to Jason Holland and, and uh, Leon McDonald. I mean, yeah, they've been appointed to an all-black position, but, uh, you know, questioning the value that they place on winning a competition as a head coach and for a franchise, I think might be a bridge too far on that. But uh, I guess the, the point is they get put in this invidious situation all the time and have done for years. I look at the two coaches who are most likely to argue with former all-black regime, Chris Boyd and Dave Rennie and we've lost them in the game because they argued because they stood up for the rights of their team in the face of what was uh, an overwhelming control from uh, the All Blacks uh, under Steve Hansen uh, and it's a shame to have to be losing coaches and, and I guess we've got to remember Jamie, these coaches too are working on their CVs aren't they uh, their win rates become important that's their job, it's their profession uh, so to be hamstrung like they are I think is a huge issue in the game and one thing for me and, and I hope this is the case with the incoming hopefully new independent commission for super rugby a lot of these problems can be solved they have to be solved because we want games every weekend like the NRL I don't know about you but if I go up to the local pub and talk to uh, the group of blokes uh, that I like to share a beer with people talk about NRL far more than they talk about super rugby and, and that is a new thing to me Jamie because uh, I that I, I just don't remember it ever being uh, this much in favour of the other code. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I think that um, having the Warriors obviously back playing in New Zealand and having that kind of breath of fresh air into the competitive sporting market that's competing for our bums on seats and our eyeballs on screens has has helped that along. Mm. Um, but I also I also think that just going back to the coaching thing um, if you even go even further back from what I mentioned before I mean I just think the entire international coaching setup like the way that these guys uh, you know the job market is is contributing to this problem because mm. I, I think that um, we have test rugby as kind of being treated in the same way that say football would treat 
club competitions um, like a Champions League or anything like that and 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 international stuff shouldn't be shouldn't be done like that you know it's 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 uh it's it's just a everyone's kind of looking for the next gig you know and it, it that to me is is comes right back to the integrity of the competition and the fact that Leo McDonald Jason Allen, and I take your point that yeah I, I don't I wasn't necessarily saying that you know they're tanking games because I don't care I'm saying that it's just more of like the 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 actions here are reflective of the environment that they're mm, in, mm. Um, and I think that um, the the reason why that it's it's got this way um, is because being an assistant All Black coach is a more preferable job than being a head coach at a Super Rugby team, and I I don't I don't see that as being uh, a very optimal situation for rugby coaches. No, it doesn't feel uh, it doesn't around. feel it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that in other in other yeah. sports. It yeah. doesn't happen like that in American sports. It doesn't happen like that in football. Yeah. You know, Pep Guardiola is not going to give up being Manchester City coach to go be assistant coach at, at a at an international team. It just doesn't work like that. And if they can fix that and make it so it's 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 more lucrative and and more desirable. Uh, to be a head coach rather than a system, then we'll start fixing this problem. Uh, let's talk about some of the games. Um, all fascinating points, Jamie. Thanks for those. Um, I think the Reds have got a chance here over the Blues. I think this is, could be an absolute slip-up for the Blues, especially with uh, Dalton Papali'i suspended and the aforementioned players being rested. Uh, they look a little light up front for me, the Blues, but can the Reds uh, do it twice in a row? Yeah, I think they're ripe for the picking. And <clears throat> pardon me. Um, I, I think it's totally on the Reds to carry on for that momentum they had from from last week, which was a really stunning performance. I have to say, like I really enjoyed watching that game because it was just one of those games that was completely built on defence. Mm. Um, and which is and, usually and, and the Chiefs' bread and butter, right? Exactly, exactly, and and not something that the Australian Super Rugby teams are particularly well renowned for. Mm. Um, and it was just it was really fitting that it finished with a really epic goal line stand. I mean, it shouldn't have because they've obviously uh, couldn't kick the goals. But anyway, they got the win. Um, the 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 main guy I think who is the key loss for the for the Blues this week is Finley Crossy. Yeah, agree. Uh, because because he would have been marking I reckon the form halfback of the competition at the moment in Tate McDermott. That guy just seems to control everything. If the if the Blues <clears throat> have figured out a way to contain him, then they'll probably have a good way have a good measure of winning the game. Yeah, I, um, so I haven't but, seen a know, halfback the, like that in Reds colours since Will Guinea, um, who used to control the short side, and he was so good at it. I watched Tate McDermott play first time in an under-20s tournament, World Cup under-20s tournament. He was a phenom then, and I think he just gets better and better. I, I think he is just an uh, archetypal Australian rugby player. You know, he's, he, he loves having his back against the wall and just comes out fighting. And, and I think mm. that if they could if they could bottle his... Uh, his attitude um, towards playing, they'll, they'll win the Blues Cup. You know, I, and I do like the way that the Reds do have. That's quite a, hot, a few guys. That's a hot that's take. Like, Can we just mark that moment, please? Like, you can't move on <laughs> from a statement like that so quickly. You know that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm serious. Like, I think um, I think that having him in the, in the Wallabies is going to you know if they can build a team around him yeah. and guys like I mean I'm not 100 percent sold on Harry Wilson yet, but I do like the way that. He basically grew up in a system where he never really lost to any New Zealand teams mm. um, coming up because he played in that very good Australian under-20 side that thrashed um, the New Zealand under-20s. 
uh, and his attitude as well. And I think what they basically need is they need the Australian arrogance um, back in them. They need someone who to come in. And this is what I think that they'll get in the next World Cup cycle when um, they bring in all these NRL players, because that's exactly what they're going to do, mm. who, who, who don't think, who, who, who don't um, give give a crap about what the All Blacks legacy is or anything like that. And they're going to bring in the, this hard-nosed attitude. And I think you're going to see a very very good Wallaby side in the next sort of four or five years. Yeah, I like the youngster. I like Fraser McCride as well. I think Harry Wilson's got super talent. I mean, Hooper to me is still one of the greats of all time um, in a side that doesn't get as many wins as it probably should. And you know, I think you're right. You had Tate McDermott and some of the seasoned midfielders that have already developed under Dave Rennie. I think it's looking a, a really strong Wallaby side. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. There's one last game to discuss with you before we let you go today, Jamie. That's the Highlanders-Rebels and... And um, I've also got some fears for the Highlanders in this one. Second to last game at home for Aaron Smith, who's announced that this is it for him in terms of Highlanders' colours. But the Rebels are still fighting. They're still in the hunt here. And uh, it just would not surprise to see them come across the ditch and just do something a little bit crazy. Well, see, this is the thing about Super Rugby and the criticism it gets is that I don't think I would have thought... I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking to you today talking up a couple of Australian teams Mm. uh, a few weeks ago, would I? Um, I think the Rebels have got a great shot. I've seen enough good rugby out of them this year to that they could really knock off anybody um, in the comp. The problem is, is they're only good. For, they're only good for about fifty minutes a game. Mm. Um, so if they can sort out that last half hour, they could definitely do a number on the Highlanders. Um, I've, I've seen enough bad rugby out of the Highlanders to know that they're going to. They could easily lose um, to the Rebels as well. And there's some really good young players in that Rebels side as well. I really like Carter Gordon mm. um, at at uh, first five, and Andrew Calloway just. I, I, I rate him as well. I sort of put him in the same bracket as, as Table Turner. But the Highlanders, I think uh, there's a much bigger issue going on than just winning this game for them. They need to sort some stuff off, some stuff out off the field in terms of how they're going to actually be a sustainable um, super rugby team yeah. going forward and how they're going to attract some blue-chip players down there. Because at the moment, they're getting... They're getting guys who, and you know, like full respect to these guys, but there's a lot of players in that super in that Highlanders team who, who wouldn't even be making the bench for um, some of the other teams. And if you look at the state of the other the guys that are getting left out of teams, um, the Blues and the Chiefs and the Hurricanes, uh, you know, that could come in and really fix up that Highlanders side and why they're not actually there. Uh, well, that's a bit, really big question mark for that well, organisation. I tell you why they're not there, mate, because it, going back to your original point, players want to advance their own careers and they're just not seeing any advancement in terms of their skill sets down at the Highlanders at the moment, and that's a fact, and that's reflected, I think, in the score lines we've seen this season. Jamie Wall, always great to chat to you, buddy. Thank you for all your thoughts around Super Rugby. There's plenty to get through this weekend, and uh, unfortunately, we've got a few players out. It would be great to have them on board, but not to be. We're going to take a short break here on SCNZ Mornings with Ian Smith. Scotty Stevenson filling in right back after this.